right, Jimmy. Are you ready to jump on the 101? Let's do this. Start a fresh, a fresh century. We just turned it over the 100. We're already mailing it in. We're doing it remote. I'm outside. I'm walking Ralphie. I'm multitasking. I don't care anymore. <laughs> not true at all. I feel bad that we're not in person. We had a, both had a lot of travel, a lot of stuff going on. Real busy. But so happy to see you. We got to do the recap on the hundo, the live experience as we take off on the 101st Airborne episode, the Dalmatian episode. I feel like 101 is where most of my college courses ended. I feel like <laughs> I got through the intros to a lot of subjects and then, uh, and then stopped moving forward from there. We might be drying up on the number of references after this. <laughs> no one writes uh, 102 reasons why you should listen to the podcast. And, why don't people stop out doing each other? They just all stopped at 101. 101. There's no, who's your favorite 109? What does that remind you of? Nothing. <laughs> I hate lists of 101. That's the dumbest, isn't it? It is ridiculous. Anyway, buddy, good to see you. You got the, um, you're, you're repping the BG, the shirt from the, from the week. I love it. I am. I was out in Vegas at uh, Brad Garrett's comedy club, uh, seven nights. And, um, I didn't do any laundry out there. And the last night in town, they were like, you know, they offered us free t-shirts and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I need right now. You know, before <laughs> like had nothing clean left. That is a tough trip to pack for. Right. Because you don't know how much you're going to need, how much you're going to be sweating. Cause sometimes you could repurpose the t-shirt on the road. Right. Well, but not if you sweat through it, it's 80 during the day, it's 50 at night. I brought the most enormous suitcase I could find, like filled it to the Brimley. I mean, I did, you know, I did all of it. <laughs> I used every bit of it to get this going. Oh, you were, you were checking the bag. I was, I checked a bag. Do you not check a bag for seven days? No, I guess I would have to probably, um, unless I knew I was getting gear from the club. If, if they were gonna, I'm going to pack for six days. Can you guys break me off? Take it out of my check. I need some clothes. It wasn't initial. Did anyone think that was a Bryant Gumbel shirt? <laughs> I'm a big Barry Gibbs fan. <laughs> it's got the, the BG on it. I know Brad is super famous. Yeah, you could, uh, you know, you, your mind can wander there to a to a Bill Gates Ooh. or a uh, or a Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> That's solid. That's a reference we've used on here before. I'm a Brimley groupie. How's that sound? Oh, there you go, man. Boom. We should have sold. We should have sold those at the taping. We, we did have some merch it. there. We how about did. it? We came through with merch. People must have been shocked how I, prepared we were. I say we were very prepared. And then I was looking at the video footage. There are so many cords. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's all cords and microphones. Like, it's like what? my the office. It looks like I set it up. It looks like I set it up. It's just like, no, just leave those cords out. That's perfect. <laughs> I can't believe neither of us thought to bring a tablecloth. I'm <laughs> I mean, really shocked that we didn't have that we didn't have that. Thought they just have it there. Like you thought that they would have clothes for you when you got to Las Vegas. <laughs> but they did. That's the difference. I think I'm more shocked that we had a table. Well, than that we didn't have a tablecloth. I think they had many tables. Yeah, but we had they had one for us. I mean, that is something I might do differently. The other thing I might do differently, I might have the microphones on. No. When the, when the taping starts. <laughs> I mean, we got we had to get through some wrinkles, some kind of, you know, Hey, if we, what do you call that? When you, uh, it's like a dress rehearsal. Was that what it was? It felt like it. Yeah. We should have had a dress rehearsal ahead of time. Work through yeah. some kinks. We thought we had though, right? Like it, we, we thought we had gotten through everything that we needed. Everyone was just very agreeable. And then all of a sudden the show starts and it's like, there's no microphones. This is, we always is think it's covered. We always think that we're just going to show up. It's not how it works. I mean, we're able to maneuver and kind of, you know, foul some pitches off until we get rolling. But um, yeah, I think we do a couple things differently. And I think we will do it again. More importantly, I, I did like the experience. We, it was packed. Uh, we raised money for Danny did. We interacted with the Brims. We had a lot of fun. We had some guests. We had um, Taranzo. It was awesome. Taranzo was fantastic. 
Um, big ups. Thank you to every Brimley who came out for this. I mean, a really cool experience. Thank you to Toronto for being there. Uh, did a hell of a job saying a fantastic song uh, that, that threw, you threw Pat McGann in there. I like that improv. And <laughs> yeah, uh, he's awesome. Dude, I think one of the big winners of uh, of last weekend is Sarah McGann. I'm hearing a lot of great feedback about how wonderful of a job your wife did. And the best part of it is she'll never know it unless you tell her. <laughs> oh, no, she's listening now. Oh, is she? She's a big, yeah, that's how you, <laughs> you know how you get her to listen? You put her on the episode. <laughs> that's how you get her to tune in. That's smart. And we have video too. It's like, oh, look, I got the video. Oh, look who's suddenly interested. <laughs> In the AOTP. Well, she did an incredible job. Uh, one of my highlights. And I've heard from so many people how great of a job Sarah did. So, Sarah, thank you for yes, being thanks. part of the big day. Thank you, Sarah. We did have a good time. We had fun. And, um, yeah, Toronto was excellent. Talked about globe trotting, playing the blues all over the world. And it was just cool to hear, like, the the history of it, his, his, his uh, angle, his perspective. And, uh yeah, man, I, I had a good time. I want to thank Zanies again. I want to thank Danny Did. And I want to thank you, Jim, for being right by my side. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> we never had a moment like that. It was pretty cool. Everyone. It was very cool to like, had, like to uh, to really get feedback from them. You know what I mean? Because this is so different than what we normally do with stand up, right? Where like you don't get the instantaneous feedback throughout an episode normally because there's only two of us. And if you're not talking, you're thinking about the next thing you're trying to say. So to understand what they like and like to get those pause points, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love to hear them getting the references, yelling out references. <laughs> And uh, just, yeah, just interacting with them. Really so getting funny. excited about me getting hit by a car. That seemed to be a nice theme. People <laughs> love that. People are laughing right now, remembering it, reminiscing. They love the struggles of artists, Jim. That's what they love. <laughs> they love into? to hear about your coin jars. They <laughs> an artist struggle. <laughs> Where else do you keep coins? I don't even know why that's a running joke. It just <laughs> seems to get life. But now so we have the BG shirt. To, now we got the uh, Boy George, the Bear Grylls ah! shirt to to focus on. Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Bear Grylls. Oh, yeah. Bear Grylls. You're right. I'm sorry. Betty Grable. Oh. That's it. Yeah. Bear Grylls. I actually was doing... Um, I had this relationship with this company that... Um, Bear Grylls was their spokesperson. So okay. every time I did, it was a um, Kyocera, Kyocera, the like combination the- of Kyoto and ceramics, but they make phones now. But th- yeah. this company is like so old, Japanese company. And I was working uh, for them. Bear Grylls was their spokesperson. I never heard of him before. This dude is like, he's everywhere on those, uh, those, those channels you turn on and they're, they're always in the woods. Why would a cell phone company sponsor a dude who lives in the wild? Because yeah, no, he's never has service, but he it's waterproof, it's durable, uh-huh. and it's all it's like, you know, that's one of their big selling points is how uh, you know, Bear Grylls lifestyle can sustain it. But dude, he's probably killing it with the with that relationship and you don't even know him as that. Yeah. I would have had no clue that he worked with them. Yeah, I guess that is. That makes sense. He's got like waterproof phones and military grade phones that'll work out in places where you don't get cell phone service. That seems to be a move. Where is he from? Where is Bear from? Where would you guess? Where did he grow up? Where where was Cub Cub Grills? (laughs) Young, young man. I mean, is that his what is come on, Bear? He's British. So he is from let me see here he was born in london oh he was oh yeah you know mr outdoorsy you know middle of nowhere (laughs) raised by a pack of wolves (laughs) werewolves of london (laughs) i don't know how we got on a bear grills damn bg (laughs) how was brad a fun week out there Ah, what a great week out there, man. It, it's just the best club around. I went with our buddy, Kevin Bozeman, who I know we talk about all the time. Just so damn funny. And then Brad joined us for the weekend. Dude, I know you have like an opportunity. You tour with someone who's incredibly famous, right? 
and, and huge following. Um, I don't get to spend much time with someone of like that stature. I mean, this is a dude who's won three Emmys and I don't think people realize that. Wow. You know what I mean? He, yeah. I mean, as Robert Barone, Brad Garrett was like, you know, just the epitome of fame to a generation. And then now you look at what he's done since then. And now these Jimmy's John's commercials. Oh, I mean, he's so funny. In uh, and his act, as you know, is the exact opposite of that. Very right. much like a Rickles style throwback, very crowd work heavy, ripping on people. You know, a lot of stereotypes. A lot of stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real Vegas throwback, and uh, just crushes. It's so funny. It's such a you say throwback. Yeah, it really is. Like, oh my gosh, I remember this style. And when you say Rickles, you can kind of hang on that for a minute because Rickles was a really good actor too. Yeah, and um, Brad is a great, great actor. Dude, he played Jackie Gleason in a recent movie about his life. Um, he was Eeyore recently in one of the uh, Winnie the Pooh movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you he look was, at those uh, things. I'm using that Apple commercial too. Yeah. Um, but I remember as Robert, I didn't watch Raymond. I, I did not watch that show. I've seen reruns. I get it. It's hilarious. For whatever reason, I just never got in the habit of watching that show. Sure. Uh, but it's undeniable. CBS. Yeah, yeah it's I feel so like funny. Was on our radar a lot, and in the late twenties, early thirties. No, it really wasn't. I mean, until Letterman moved over there, I had very little to do with CBS. Yeah, um, outside of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> but yeah, and the um, and your love of sixty minutes. He is um, really known as a great actor, and a lot of people talk about uh, his ability. He's so tall, though. Too. I mean, that's got to be like. I bet he's lost roles maybe because of that. I mean, he is what? How tall is he? Six, six seven. Yeah. Six, six seven. That ballpark. Yeah. Was I mean, Bozeman looking eye to eye with him? No. Bozeman's six five and he was looking up at the guy. So that's gotta be funny seeing him and were they admiring each other's initials? Did you feel bad that you didn't have <laughs> you didn't have anything with JF on it? That's a great joke. Ah, <laughs> both of them have merch with their initials on them. That's fantastic. <laughs> a lot of they were comparing. Oh, what font do you use? <laughs> Kevin's like Mandarin. They should, they should blend and do a KBG line. KBG <laughs> with John Malkovich as their spokes as their bear grills. Yeah, how'd you like being in Vegas, dude? Dude, I love it. I uh, I screw up every single time though. I always have a plan. You know, they're like, if you're there, because you're there eight days, right? Eight days, seven yeah. nights. Did you wear yeah. that shirt the last show of the week? No, 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 no. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I wore it today to go to the airport and do a podcast. And since we're not doing video, I figured I'd never have to think about it. <laughs> I wish that some comics ran into you at the airport. Oh, this? Oh, that shirt where, oh, yeah. Where were you working, Jim? Well, like I buy the merch everywhere I work. Like it's my tour t-shirts. Oh, God. I'm so mad about it. I didn't even realize I was still wearing it. You look like they lost your luggage. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, just here, put this on, and we'll we're tracking it. Oh, we talked to so the uh, <laughs> we talked to the concierge. They're gonna get your bag, but you can wear this. That's all we got. You just gotta just put this on for now. <laughs> like someone threw you in the pool. <laughs> got like MGM <laughs> swim trunks on with it. <laughs> you know when someone's like, oh, like they fell in the. Fell in the uh, water, fell here. in the Bellagio fountain. <laughs> Can we just like borrow a t-shirt or something? <laughs> like what's the, uh, what's the movie when they, is it Pulp Fiction? After they, <laughs> they get <laughs> they, all the blood and brains on them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> change their, change into the tourist <laughs> gear. The tourist gear. It's exactly what it feels like now that you mentioned it. Um, no, the shows were good though. Shows were great, man. Uh, such a fun club. Um, I gamble and Kevin gambles and there's always like that, you know, I always, I don't bring a debit card to Vegas. Right. Yeah, you That's have a like, whole, like you have a whole approach, right? You think it out beforehand. I bring like the amount of money. I'm like, this is the maximum amount of money I can spend over the next seven days. And then and these are I the do, maximum amount of shirts I can bring. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I do is I lose that money instantaneously. That's what I do. Doing what though? How Gambling. Do you... I mean, 
are you over your skis immediately? Like, are no, you just too big of skis? It's like, just no, I, like, I don't mean like that. I mean, like, are you like too big of pots? Like, should you be like the minimums now are driven up, right? Yeah, and they're insane. The incentive to leave the property you're at is low. Sure. Especially right now with all COVID and you're like, you're yeah. just bouncing around, it's like getting a million Ubers and all that. I get all that, but it's not cheap to gamble there anymore. No, no. And there's nothing else to do all day. So it's what they call throwing good money after bad. I believe I want to push back a little bit on there's nothing else to do. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. (laughs) There's nothing. I mean, but you have nothing to do all day, right? You're working half an hour a night. You have 23 and a half hours a day and there's everything to do. And it's all insanely expensive, right? So it wasn't just gambling. It's the combination of everything. You're like, Oh, I have a bottle of water. And they're like, great. It's 3750. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it's very easy to go through your money very quickly. Oh, um, it's ridiculous. So it's never like trouble, but you get to that point where, like, you know, very early on, it's like, you know, you're split, like people are paying cash for a meal. I'm like, you know what? I'll just take the cash and put it on my card. It's like survival, <laughs> you know? It's bare grills. I've got $9 and a Target red card to get me through six days in Vegas. Like, how am I going to survive? That's what it, it feels be a, like. Should be a show. That's what you should have, like the uh, that just going constantly on the um, Instagram stories. You trying to stay alive outside of the showroom. That's the better show, isn't it? <laughs> better show. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, <laughs> pretty great stand up. It's not. It's not throwing me under the bus there. Also, especially with Brad there. I want to get back to Brad because you say right, like he is um, at a level of fame that is rare, right? He's um, got stuff going on constantly. He's a true like showbiz guy. Like, didn't he? He's got pictures in the dressing room, him with like Sammy Davis Jr. and um, doing star search back in the day or. Yeah. I mean, just an incredible amount of uh, and the people have come through there, you know, because of where they are, right? Being in Vegas. I mean, Mike Tyson stopped in that room and done a show. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock. I mean, uh, he was a uh, Rodney guy, right? He was a Rodney protege. So he used to open for Rodney. I mean, that's the cool thing about Brad is he was a comic first. So he takes care of comics. He cares about comedy. You know what I mean? Like it's a different feel than a lot of people who like become famous. And then I like, well, I'm just going to cash in on standup. This is someone who's like, I love the art form. You know, I really want to elevate it here. I didn't know that he was a, a Rodney guy. That's cool. He used to open for him. He did. He has a great Rodney impression as well. Oh, does um, he? Yeah, he does a really good Rodney impression. And then, uh, but man, I'm looking at his like IMDb right now, 150 something things he's appeared in. Wow. I mean, you think about yeah, he him just from a, a couple, but man, and that voice, I mean, he was in the Jetsons movie. He was on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling in 1985 and 86, playing a voice. He voiced Hulk Hogan for all 23 episodes of Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Why just doing that? that, just alone, I'd be living on that for yeah. the rest of my life, right? What do you think Hulk Hogan was up to where they couldn't get him to play Hulk Hogan in 85, 86? Was he that famous where he couldn't be bothered to play himself? He was out filming himself with other people's wives. <laughs> he was out being Terry Balea. <laughs> Hanging out with Brutus, the barber beefcake. Yeah, I would love to uh, check out his IMDb. I got to check that out. And just the nicest guy as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great dude. Um, we were talking about the Bears game. And so he ended up going out there and taking some of the staff with him to the, the Bears Raiders game out there as well in Las Vegas. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Kevin and I were talking about going and kind of got him all jazzed up. And he's like, I've never been to the stadium. I should go too. So he just kind of on a whim went and did that. What a cool place, by the way, that new Allegiant Stadium stadium in Las Vegas. Holy shit, man. Is it cool? I feel like when a football team moves to a new city, it's kind of like when one of your friends gets divorced and it's their idea. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's... There's this extra hoopla around it. Like, yeah, like you see the Raiders? Yeah, they got, they got a new place in Vegas. They got some new clothes. They're looking good. Now that they got, now they broke up with Oakland. Yeah. And meanwhile, Oakland's back there like, I don't know what happened. I was right. going to buy them a stadium. 
I mean, we had some problems, but I thought we could work through it. <laughs> they really are Raiders. <laughs> they left me for LA that one time, but they came back. I mean, we've been through this before and now they're just. <laughs> yeah. What a relationship. Yeah. That's, that's right, man. They left, they went to LA and then they came back just to, they, they forgot something. <laughs> we didn't pack everything. We've all had one relationship that you go back to. Have you never had one in your earlier days that you went back to the well? You never well, had yeah, an Oakland when you were younger? <laughs> an Oakland. <laughs> it's my, it was my Oakland. It's my, <laughs> the Baltimore Colts never went back. They just, that's like that. They ghosted them. They did ghost them. That was the original ghosting. <laughs> that was the original. And moved in the middle of the night. I mean, how do you take that as a fan? Like if you were a, Oakland Raider fan, like during the John Madden days. That's the thing too. Like they were not bad teams. They were right. good teams. It's a good franchise. Yeah. They were winning Super Bowls or in them. And then they go to LA and they continue to win. They won a Super Bowl down there. Yeah. Um, and they were good for a while through the eighties. Yeah. I mean, they've been terrible for 20 years, but before yeah. that they were pretty good for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I think from what I saw, a lot of people transferred over. There were a lot of people in from LA for the game. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and a lot were, of Chicagoans, huh? A lot of Chicago, too. It was pretty split. But so I was wearing socks gear. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't sure I was going to the game. And I'm not a Jersey guy. We've talked about this. So like at the stadium, I think is OK, but I wasn't going to buy a jersey just for the game. But so I was wearing black. You didn't have anything from the club? I, the club didn't give me any white socks gear. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, so uh, this guy, like we're in line for food and this guy behind me just sees that I'm wearing black and white. And he's like, man. If we were still in Oakland, these Bears fans wouldn't be so loud. We'd be beating the shit out of them right now. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, we would. <laughs> yeah, we would. <laughs> but like never turned around. Didn't want them to see the front of my hat, you know? Good guys wear black. <laughs> I mean, I thought you is. would have been talking to everyone in line. Like, guys, give me your cash. I'll charge everything. <laughs> I need to. I need to play some blackjack tonight. I really should have $25 minimums cashless stadium. You can't Is that your game cash there. Yeah. I'm a blackjack player. Kevin convinced me to play four card poker, which is when uh, the dealer gives you five cards and then takes all of your money. I never really got the <laughs> rules of the game down. I just know that they give me cards and then they take everything away. That's what I figured out over the course of a week. Yeah. I, I just, I can't do it, man. It happens all so quickly. And then I'm like, what happened? Where did that money go? It's real easy too. to, as Kenny Rogers once told us to count your money while you're sitting at the table and you're like, I'm doing yeah. great. And then four hands later, you're like, what just happened? Right. So Look what I mean, it was a very Kenny. fun trip. I mean, it was, it was a great trip. It turned out awesome. You know, I'm not saying I, I didn't lose my ass or anything. It's just, uh, just part of the, it's part of the experience as a gambler. It certainly is. I um, was not too far from you this weekend. I was in Arizona. Yeah, you were. Was what part? The hot part. Southern. <laughs> I don't know how far south it is. Pretty far south. Tempe. 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 Fly into Phoenix and you go over. You know, Tempe is just like a feels like it's part of Phoenix. It's hard to tell mm -hmm. what the difference is. Like across the street, you're in Tempe. Um, it's like a Twin Cities vibe. They're that close together. Yeah. And Tempe is like, like uh, it feels like has its own downtown ish, but it's super college, like college, very collegiate. Very, it's uh, ASU right there. Mm -hmm. Where I was staying was right next to the stadium, Sun Devil okay. Stadium. That's awesome. I've been there Where, for a game. Oh, you've been there? Yeah, we went to Arizona, Arizona State one year. Awesome place to catch a game. Very cool place, right? And they've had uh, they used to host the Fiesta Bowl there, which was that one made sense. That that sounded like a bowl, the Fiesta Absolutely. Bowl. Even that, was, that one, like when they added like Tostitos as a sponsor, it was like, okay, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl makes sense. Yeah, that did work. You know what I mean? It's not like the, Better than the, the cheese Pet Boys bowl. Orange Bowl. It's like, wait, why? Yeah. What do Pet Boys have to do with that? We have the Cheese It Bowl now, which <laughs> is what my kids have in their lap when they're sitting in front of the TV. The Cheese It Bowl is spilled all over the floor and then they step on it. The Alamo Rental Car Bowl. Oh, they're, they're, there's way too many, and they're all ridiculous. They hosted a Super Bowl 30 in that stadium. Oh, wow. Where, where the uh, that A Mountain 
that's what I was uh, saying at the club. It was like, cause someone corrected me online. I was like, I'm going to Tempe. And they're like, it's Tempe. It's like so subtle. Tempe, Tempe. Really? Tempe? Yeah. So I was like, is it, is it pronounced a mountain or a mountain? (laughs) It's a butte. It's actually a butte. But they have that a mountain they have up there. Uh, You can hike it, climb it. There's stairs. You just go right up there. You can kind of see the stadium. Um, but that A for the, you know, for ASU, they uh, like have to protect that the week of certain games or ahead of certain games because teams will come in and try and paint it a different color. Oh, yeah. Or kind of, you know, just mess with it. Some real but, Zach uh, Morris vibes. Go in and mess with the other school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I get that feeling. So I ascended up that mountain. I thought of you. I thought of Tenzing Norgay. I, I was carrying all my own stuff. I had no Tenzing. You were your own Sherpa. Sherpa? Is that how they pronounce it in Tempe? <laughs> it is pronounced Sherpa. Yeah, are they was, like sticklers uh, about that? Like when you're there, are they, are they, is everyone saying Tempe? Like, did you notice it? Because someone corrected you online, but does everyone use that when you're there? I don't think so. I didn't pick up on it. It's not as uh, egregious as some of the other, you know, because some of these places, everyone pronounces differently. Yeah. Some are, are fun too. You know, it's fun to say Missouri. Missouri. I love them. <laughs> uh, I was in Missouri recently along the mighty Mississippi. You were in Hannibal. I was. That's two of my favorites. <laughs> the Mississippi and, and Missouri. 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 Two of my favorites. I feel like I've heard people say Cincinnati. Have you really? Cincinnati? Is something Maybe. wrong with those people? Yes. Okay. Because that one I've not <laughs> heard before. I think I've heard that. No. What are some other ones? I wouldn't doubt it. There's a, yeah. there's a massive list of these. Oh, did you pull some up? I just did. Um, Jim, you are on the spot. That's what I do. That's what I do. What is, uh, what's the biggest city in uh, Idaho? Biggest city in Idaho? Boise? It's Boise. 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 Oh, so I'm saying that wrong? Is that Boise? Yeah, you've been, I didn't want to tell you, but you've been saying that wrong for a long time. We all make really for it behind your back. Who does? You and all your Boises? (laughs) Do you boys see how he pronounced that? (laughs) Uh, What about Montana? Uh, uh, That's how you say it, right? Woman's, yeah, (laughs) you're correct. (laughs) No, it's Montana. Um, You didn't know that? (laughs) Helena Montana, named after Joe. Um, how do you, how would you pronounce H E L E N A Montana? Um, well now you have me second guessing how I always say it, which is Helena, but is it Helena? Yeah. It's Helena. Helena. Is Helena. It? Yeah. Is it, it has something to do with Mount St. Helens? It has to do with, uh, my favorite WWE pay-per-view Helena cell. It <laughs> is, uh, it's, it's named after undertaker's favorite match. Um, it's a real name. Guess. That's how far down the marketing they, they went down that low. They named a match. What? Hell in the Cell? Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Hell it's a steel cage match. Never mind. What no, about uh, uh, Pennsylvania? Wilkes? The W-I-L-K-E-S. Oh, I know. We do. I think I'm going there soon with Sebastian. And I've been there. Yeah? I think we're going there soon. I do not know how to say that one. Wilkes Wilkesbury. Bar? It's Wilkesbury. Wilkesbury. That or this list is just trying to make us sound stupid. Because that would be great. It just walked in. Wilkesbury. Hey, Wilkesbury. How do you name something that? That's two different words. Yeah, isn't it? I, I agree. I mean, but we've talked about Norfolk and Norfolk. Oh yeah. Neither, neither one of which are Norfolk, which is how it's spelled. Illinois. Illinois. That's a good one. What about uh, Massachusetts? It also looks like the name of a sauce. Worcester. 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 Yeah. Louisville. That one's. Pretty straightforward at this point, right? We spend enough time in Louisville to know how that one works. Yeah, there are some good ones. I'm sure people are yelling some out right now. I hope they are at least. Patchog, New York. Oh yeah, what's that one? Remember Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. That was always a tough one as a kid. That was that was in like a lot of math questions. Yeah, like a train was. leaves and you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Poughkeepsie. What? Why does this have to be in the math problem? <laughs> But they really want us to know that that city. Can they come from somewhere we've heard of and or could pronounce? 
Yeah. I don't know, dude, but yeah, Tempe, great town, great club, the improv there, the crowds were great. I had uh, some people come out that saw me recently with Sebastian. It was just nice to, you know, I heard some people say, Hey, listen to the podcast. I got, had some Brimley's there. What I'm going to give a shout out to Kevin Cahill. He came out uh, a brother, a friend of mine, Dave Cahill here. He lives out there now, listens to the podcast. Like, it's like, he's like, dude, I've been listening since it started. Say hi to Jim. Love it. I don't know Kevin, if he said that, but he, for being in Brimley. He probably didn't say that. Much did. He did. He said, he probably didn't say that. Like, you are going to make, what are you going to do? You're going to make fun of his shirt this week? What are you going to find? Oh, now. <laughs> no, man, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And knowing that we were in the same time zone, we actually tried to record this, guys, on Saturday. We were having some technical difficulties. And then today, I thought I would be, and you would be at the White Sox playoff game. It's postponed. The Sox as we speak, we'll be, uh, I'm going to go to the game tomorrow, which I'm very much looking forward to. The atmosphere last night looked insane. Yeah, it did. Did you hear about this Kane guy? Oh, I saw him. Yeah, I saw what that when it was going story? on. Can you was, explain this to our listeners? So there's a guy, uh, must be in his you know, late 70s. Mm. Um, he's got a cane, and he was sitting at the game fairly, you know, he had great seats, I think. So they picked him up. And he's like putting a spell. It's like, I don't know, runners on first and third, two strikes, you know, high pressure situation. And this guy's cane delivered a strikeout. I mean, you, it's, they have it on tape, Jim. The magic in this cane is something the Southsiders are trying to harness as they trudge forward into this postseason. Soxtober. Oh, yeah. I love it. Where was he sitting? He wasn't sitting. He was standing up and uh, holding the cane up. So now people think that the whole cane is a prop and that he doesn't need it. Like why? Why you got you just waving it around in the air? Were you, Mister Peanut? Oh, there's already conspiracy theories about no. this guy. No one knew who he was 24 hours ago. He's a hero, and someone's like bullshit. I just started that. That's why is he up. standing with the cane? <laughs> it's a shillelagh. He would tell you it's not a cane. It's a shillelagh, and it's magical. Dude, I don't know why I have this memory, but when I went to DC as a kid, uh-huh. I remember we went to like the FBI museum and it was like the coolest thing I saw. They had a cane that like you probably, it was like a James Bond. Like you lift up the cane and it was a, it was a gun. Was, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you seen that? <laughs> was, and I was like, what? So then every time I saw someone with a cane, I really had to size them up and think, is that, is that really a cane or is that a, <laughs> Be an FBI agent. What if and, that's uh, what this guy had? But then once he realized the camera's on him, he just had to pretend he was casting a spell on people. <laughs> He's about to go all naked gun 33 and a third. It just falls right into, you know, everything we talk about in sports and superstitions. And, you know, when they show the big crowd. There's always someone in there doing something like that. Right. You know, Absolutely. they put their, their rally caps on or, you know, take their shirt off in the freezing weather, just all the different stuff they do. Um, but the crowds were insane last night. Chicago was well represented. Yeah. Man. Very proud of the South siders. It's been a great week. Like yesterday was a great day for Chicago sports, the Chicago sky. Did they win their uh, first WNBA finals game? Yes, they did. Bears beat the Raiders. The White Sox win a playoff game. I've been following the sky, dude. Who? The night before. Storm's coming. Oh, no kidding. You got one coming. <laughs> we got one. Uh, the night before we were in Mohegan, they were there, and I think they had lost that game. Oh, they yeah, playing yeah. That, Connecticut um, Sun. The Suns, yeah. We were in their arena. And then this weekend I was in Phoenix and they're pl- now that no, they're playing the Phoenix. Is that the, what is the name of their team? Yeah. The Mercury, the Mercury. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. Connecticut the Phoenix Sun. Suns is the NBA team. That's what I was you got it. confused there. So they're the Mercury. Yeah. The Phoenix Mercury. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Are they in, I just saw something about Mercury retrograde. Does that bode well, or is that negative? So. Is that, is that a storyline for the, I hope so. the WNBA? That's like a newspaper headline, right? Mercury and retrograde after we beat their asses. I love oh, the lead, by the way. I just jump in like hell yeah. WNBA guy here. Did you um were you with me when we interviewed the Chicago Sky players for the 
podcast we used to do with the White Sox? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Kevin was There's... part of that as well, I believe. Allie Quigley. Yeah. She's, she's still, still a squad. big contributor to Absolutely. the team. Yeah. And they're wishing Candace them well. Parker now, hometown, hometown hero. Comes yeah, back yeah. to finish out her career in Chicago. That's a cool story. I like that a lot. My, uh, I didn't want to interrupt cane guy stuff. When we were talking about the cane gun, my grandfather had a cane with a knife in it on my, my mom's side. He had a cane with a knife in it. And really? I used to, th- I was like, what is grandpa into? You know, not just like, like a, was it a sword? Yeah. Like the, sh- kind of, the like, sheath? Like you could take it off and there was a knife in it. I don't think he ever used it. There wasn't like blood laying around it or anything. There wasn't like, <laughs> wasn't like worn onto it, but it was just like, I was like, what is grandpa into? Like that guy is fucking awesome. But then I realized, no, he needs a cane. Like he's not, <laughs> this protection only. You know what I mean? You're not going at people with that. Oh, so this was made for people that might look more vulnerable just to, to protect themselves, like by from a, like someone picking pockets and stuff, you think? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe grandpa put a little Kaiser Soze. Maybe he was moving better than we thought he could. And, uh, and it was a weapon, but I, uh, I assume, you know, now as a grown up, that it was probably for protection. Yeah. I see. Uh, I see a use for that. I was talking to a guy the other day who's like a big runner and he says he runs every time he runs, he has a knife with him to protect him. Really? Yeah. And Is I guess like, cemeteries? like, isn't the running the protection? Like, what do you, you think? Like, chase you down? It's fight or he, flight. He's fight and flight. He said. He said uh, dogs, and um, I forget. But also, this guy runs a lot further than uh, than most humans. He's like doing, you know, tearing off 15, 20 miles usually when he's get, getting out there. So maybe out. he's maybe he needs them. Who's gonna? Catch him. I don't know. They just wait till he's done. I just think, Jim, some people are just like that. They just have, you know, they have the, the, the gun under the pillow or the, the knife in the sock. You never know. I get it. This is how we function out there. I get it. You don't have a machete in your pocket? No, I, I, I'm strapped at all times. I used to love, uh, used to see that more people with knives. Cause they'd wear them like right on their belt. Now I think they conceal them more. I think they yeah. still have them. I think you got a lot of leg, <laughs> leg straps, a lot of, uh, holstered. Yeah. A lot of holstered knives. I have a, I have a machete in my laptop, my, uh, <laughs> my five-star notebook. Mm-hmm. That spiral is actually a dagger. When you uncoil it. Yeah. A... My cell phone is, uh, it has breast knuckles inside of it. <laughs> I totally understand where you're coming from. The microphone. My driver's license is a Chinese star. <laughs> I can't believe I never mastered the Chinese star. I guess I ran out of time. I thought I, as a kid, like I'll get to that eventually. Did you have? Did you own Chinese stars in your home? No, but that I remember. Doesn't it seemed like a thing the McGanns would just have laying around. We had Chinese stars at home. There's a lot. Yeah, we did. My brother was like in martial arts. I feel like just to have Chinese stars. There was a whole phase about that where like I had some buddies who had Chinese stars and nunchucks. Yeah, and, uh, we had some nunchucks. No one knew how to use any of that stuff. You're not going to believe this. I hurt myself with some nunchucks here and again. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Hit yourself in the balls? When you are not properly trained and eight years old, those things are dangerous. They really are. And completely unnecessary. But would be super badass if you took him out in an altercation. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have a problem here? (laughs) (laughs) You like, you take it out and scare everyone and then fold it into the hangar, like in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) You hang up your, hang up your BG BG shirt. (laughs) Going back and forth. Is there like a... I feel like Michelangelo was everyone's favorite Ninja Turtle because he had nunchucks. You were too old for the Ninja Turtles, correct? That was not in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I wasn't that into them. Um, very aware of them, but never like super fan. Mm-hmm. Very close to that edge, though. But yeah, Michelangelo, I guess, would probably have been my favorite too. Yeah, because he had the nunchucks, right? Yeah, like no one's going for Donatello. He had a stick, right? Like, like I don't like dogs. Maybe I would imagine. I'd like to go Retrievers. back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder why 
they gave each one of those the weapons they gave them and the uh i bet it would have to do with the style of the artist if you went back no if there's like a a reason to it possibly i never thought about it very well da vinci is it da vinci leonardo donatello and michelangelo leonardo donatello Raphael. Raphael. there's no and, da vinci uh, there's no da vinci <laughs> Isn't Da Vinci and, uh, Leonardo? It's Michelangelo, mm-hmm. Donatello, Chapel. And, and Bob Ross. <laughs> one of the one, one of the, the turtles trees has a fro. <laughs> one of the turtles has a beard and a fro. He's a Chinese star palette. He whips the people. Friends, <laughs> it's shredding time. It's shredding time. What was the name of the rat? Splinter, Master Splinter. Splinter. And then randomly they had April O'Neill. April O'Neill. She was a reporter who uh just befriended some turtles, as they do. <laughs> was she romantic with anyone on the show? I don't was think her... she was freaking the turtles. That's a great question, but I don't know. No, not the turtles. Any... I'm not saying she was, you know. Okay, Splinter. Splinter? No, I don't think so. There was a guy named Casey, I feel like, who uh remember him, Casey Jones? He no. had a hockey mask. No, I don't remember him at all. Oh, yeah. He had overalls and a hockey mask, I feel like. I just know they lived in the sewers and ate pizza. That's all you need to know. That is, <laughs> this is their whole aesthetic. Someone brought that sentence into a pitch meeting and made a billion dollars off of it. Wait, what are they again? They're turtles who live in a sewer and eat pizza. Let's, let's roll with it. They know karate. Yeah. <laughs> or some kind of martial arts. Oh, all right. We're probably close to almost done here, buddy, aren't we? I think we're getting there. We have a new review that we should uh, definitely get to. Yeah, let's fire up the review machine. <laughs> Thanks, George Michael. Do we have, let's go to the review. Let's go to Boise. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Let's go to Missouri. Let's go to Tempe. <laughs> I, the Arizona area, dude, I want to go back to that, is confusing. Like, do you Have you been to that area? Just once. A, I say uh, that Arizona area. That sounds yeah. like I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, I Phoenix, but like Phoenix, Scottsdale, Chandler, Camelback, the Valley, like I, that means nothing to me. Sure. But they're all very close together. And I want to go back. I want to go back for spring training. I want to bring the family. I like it there, dude. I like Arizona. Well, hey, man, if I know anything about you, it's that you follow through. So I, I can be, be assured <laughs> that you and the family will be there next spring training. I mean, you're driving down and you're like, holy, sh- do I need to pull over and get a picture with that cactus? Because <laughs> occasionally you'll see a cactus that is like the stereotype cactus. Like, like the big, that, like, like the tunes, the Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, like that cactus. Boom. The three, awesome. like the pitchfork. Yeah. And I don't know much about cactuses. Cacti. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Clearly don't. I don't know much <laughs> about cactuses. <laughs> Those prickly bastards. <laughs> but they're old. They are, they've been there a very long time, Jim. And I believe they have water inside them. If you're willing to go through the barbed wire. <laughs> you're right. The security system that they have set up. The original ADT. Those are, if you look closely at the, at those pricks, they're uh, little canes with guns in them. <laughs> you have to, you can only see it with a, you need a certain tool. Let's go to the review. <laughs> this is from Lori C, LAC 1971. Love this podcast. I listen to you while I run and find myself laughing out loud. Wando. <laughs> She's a runner. Does she keep a knife with her, you think? Lori, do you keep a knife with you while you run? <laughs> Brings back so many memories growing up in the 80s and 90s. So relatable. Great material. I hope you guys continue to release new episodes weekly. P.S. The podcast about the blinds was spot on. LOL. Lori oh, that's C. nice. Thanks, Thank Lori. you, Lori. I don't remember a podcast about blinds. I don't either, Jim. Oh, that's so us. Who are we to say? She the loved blinds it. leading the blinds. That's us. She's out there, out there running. Good job, Lori. Well, we're talking to the runners. Keep Being- going. You're almost there. We're going to start the song soon. Go left. I don't know why I have to talk louder when I'm talking to runners, but I feel like we should. It's the way to go. 
Are you still running a lot, Patrick? You hit a running um, phase during the pandemic. Was that just to get away from home or is that? No, it's uh, continuing. I do. I'm still enjoying it. I've cut back a little bit. I would say my okay. joints, Jim, my legs. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to need a, a machine gun cane. <laughs> I was struggling. So now I like, if I feel it, I go, if I don't, I don't, but I, uh, I got a couple in and in Tempe in the desert. There you go. That's always fun to go around a different, different place. Dude, they have these things. I got to tell you, I don't know if you've seen this. I went to, um, breakfast and I almost got run over by a, it's like knee high. Actually, I have footage of it. I'll send it to you. Okay. A soda. And it's like a robot. It's got, it's on four wheels and it says like hungry question mark. And it's got a phone number and it's got an antenna on it. It's got camera. Dude, it is delivering food. Come on. It's shipping food to whoever ordered it, I guess. And I saw three of them and they're, they're driverless. They're just, I don't know who's controlling them. I think they put it in, they program it and then off it goes. Did all three of them attack you? No, none of them attacked me. I saw three within, I I realized that they were in this, I don't know if there's like a certain amount of space that they go. Square footage. I don't know the range of them. Sure. But I caught them in the kind of the same area, um, blocks apart, but they're out there, dude. and And it did not make me feel that comfortable. So you said you almost got run over by one. How close were you? I was just on foot. Uh-huh. And I, I came up and uh, they have sensors and cameras, so they're not going to hit you. Sure. But I was like, you know, I crossed the street and I was, you know, just not looking that way. And this thing came came up on me. My That's peripheral crazy. vision. You know, I got court vision. Got to get ready to dish the ball. <laughs> so I saw this thing to my side. Mm-hmm. I was like, who's open? Mm-hmm. Juke the other way. And it was a, a uh, robot full of food. <laughs> Wanted to hijack the thing. Grab some, uh, I mean, I, it's a college campus. These things are going to be destroyed by someone at some point, I would assume. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's way better, though, than like arguing with a delivery driver. I mean, yeah, taking jobs a call away. from a robot being like, I can't find your building. <laughs> yeah. Can you let me in? <laughs> Can you just meet me at the front? I'm at the wrong door. Can you find me? Is that your girlfriend? (laughs) How long have you been together? There seems to be one of you in here, yet there are three entrees. Does not compute. Have you seen these anywhere? No. I uh, Like a year and a half ago, I think I told you this, I may even mention it on here, um, we had stayed at a hotel downtown that had like robot butlers. So you call the front desk and you'd be like, I need toothpaste, right? And they just put it in this robot cart and then type in the room number. And the robot would just like roll to the elevator, go into the elevator, go up to the floor, go up to your door, you know, and then uh, you'd get like a doorbell ding. You open the door and there's just a robot sitting there and it opens up and you take whatever toiletries you need out. You know, whatever you ordered is in there. You take it out, you tip it three bucks and then it goes back on its way. (laughs) It just stands there going, thank you. Thank you. Until you tip it, you know, it's you like do it a, to tip no, it. No, I'm kidding. It's, a, <laughs> it's like a server in Vegas. Here, here you go. Here's your water. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're like, all right, robot. Here's the dollar. at you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's going to be the future, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess I love it. I mean, you're right. It is taking away jobs and that part's not cool, but we're, I mean, we're there with everything, right? Driverless cars. Yeah, but there's people in them. Are there? Or, oh, no, no, actually there's going to be driverless trucks doing shipments. They kind of already are. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, especially in areas like Arizona, where I think it's a lot more... I think, first of all, you're closer to Silicon Valley, right? You're closer where a lot of that stuff goes down. There's giant expanses. It's a lot easier to like practice those things in areas where it's not a city. You know what I mean? Like You've got more open road to maneuver with. If something goes wrong, you have just as good of a chance of hitting a pitchfork cactus that you do an actual person. Yeah, that's true. It's probably really popular out there. Well, it was uh, cool to see, I guess. Just had to let people know what's coming. I saw a glimpse of the future. Pat McGann reporting live from the future. 
That is right. All right, let's talk more about the future. What do you got going on this week, Jim? I think you know, buddy. We are going to be working together at uh, one of my favorite clubs. We're going to be at Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's right, bud. Grand Rapids. This weekend, we got shows, dude. We got shows on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Dr. Grin's. I forgot for a second there, Jim. We're together this weekend. It's going to be We're going to be recording... In Grand Rapids, maybe next weekend. Do we get to do a deep dive like in Live. Indianapolis all over again? Yeah, you're gonna have a DG shirt on. I can't wait. <laughs> I look, I wish they all gave me merch like this. You kidding me? I'll wear this pit popcorn comedy club shirt everywhere I can. <laughs> pit popcorn. Use hot dog bread. That's I love best. it. Um, well, that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to being with you this week, dude. Gonna be uh great to be back in the GR. And um, I'm going to bring my family. Oh, yeah. That'll be so you're fun. You're going to hate me for that. Sarah this and I can do an episode. Probably a really like one of those sounds like a great idea. And then the Saturday morning after the show's on Friday and they're climbing on me at seven in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to be like, what did I do? Uh, and I am going to be living Grand Rapids to its fullest. So, Brims, if you are Michiganders, come on out. Dr. Grins, Thursday through Saturday at the Bob in uh, in Grand Rapids. Yeah, and nothing, nothing hits our hearts more than after a show when you're out saying hello to people and they say, I'm a Brimley. It's the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, we're probably going to embrace. Maybe not, but we might. We I might. think it's bound to happen. Brimley's embrace. We're huggers. Get in that cocoon. I'm going to post a clip, Jim, from the 100th episode shortly uh, to promote this week. I love it. um, Everyone can look for that. Connect with us on socials. And uh, it'll leave us a review. We love reviews, right? Say that all the time. But we love them. We appreciate it. Lori, thank you for your great review. Pat, let's get out of here. Um, Looking forward to doing this again. I don't know why I said that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said at the end there. I'd like to Are get you rid of that. You to do this again? Yeah, I'd like to do this another time. Hey, why not? And you know what, guys? I am pretty optimistic about giving this another shot next week. Hey, Pat, I'm really having a nice time on this podcast. Would you like to do another? <laughs> I'd love to see you again. Okay, great. I'll call you. All I just right. want you to know I am talking to other people. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, thank God. I've never, I wanted to tell you about Harry for so long. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great week. You got it. We'll see you.